G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. When she, they, these girls married uh, Marlon and Killian, they embraced the God of Israel. Mm. To go back to their own families meant embracing old pagan gods, and who knows what God they would have ended up worshipping if they married somebody else. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Over the last several programs, we have been learning some amazing insights into God's relationship with Israel, Christ's relationship with the church, and we've been learning particularly in the last couple of programs about the ancient Jewish wedding. And in the ones to come, we're going to be looking at the book of Ruth and the prophetic presentation of these relationships in this story of redemption and the unifying of both Jew and Gentile as one people. It's one of those little books that I think it's it, it's almost like a little book of history, just the, the the story of one particular family, and you kind of wonder why on earth mm. this particular family, that's almost like a nondescript family, really, why was this book included? But what is really amazing is that this particular book is extraordinary when you look at it in light of the prophetic timeline or plan of redemption and like it's like the entire plan of redemption has been squashed into this little four chapter mm. book it's amazing yes it hinges all on, on that one and obviously the the wedding that happens at the end of the book yeah we've been learning about the ancient <laughs> yeah. culture yeah. of wedding that would have happened in this scene exactly. as well yeah it's it's fantastic absolutely fantastic okay so the book of ruth it's a, a little small old covenant book four chapters as i said but the story is huge and as we tell the story, we're going to tell the story over about five programs. As we tell each portion, you're going to go, oh, hang on a second. This is reminding me of yeah. something. Okay, during the rule of the judges, Israel was gripped by drought. And there was a man named Elimelech, his wife Naomi, and they had two sons, Marlon and Kilian. And they lived in Bethlehem in Judah. And they traveled to the land of Moab because they wanted to survive. The drought was really bad. Now, while they were there, their sons married two local Moabite girls and after an unspecified, which was a bit of a, a surprise, actually, because Israel was actually told, mm. don't marry a Moabite. But they did. They married two Moabite girls. We don't know how long they were there, but we do know that they weren't there long enough for either of the girls to have children. And then both Naomi's sons and her husband died. Now, we've talked about this before. In ancient cultures, this was devastating. There was no such thing as social security, no such thing as public housing, no women's shelters or refuges, no YMCAs. Without a husband or children or other family to take over the welfare of these women, they were destitute. Mm. And, And let's not forget, this wasn't Israel where the Torah made provisions for the poor. This was a pagan country. Mm. This was Moab. Now, Naomi was a pretty broken woman. After all all the loss, she believed that God had forsaken her, but she loved her daughters-in-law, but she couldn't look after them. So she, now an older widow with absolutely nothing, she told them both, go home to your own parents. Uh, And then perhaps there will be other husbands that you can find, and then you will get the blessing of your own children and families. Now, these two women, Orpah and Ruth, neither of them wanted to, to leave her. Now, that says something about 
Ruth, uh, sorry, Naomi as a person. Mm. I mean, most women, if they lost their husbands, would want to go straight to the arms of their own mum. Mm. They didn't want to go home to their own families. They wanted to stay with Naomi. So she must have been a remarkable woman. The other thing that's important is that in ancient cultures, in many of these, um, they were very tribal, big families. They had their overarching gods that were over a whole country, but they also had their own family or tribal deities, little statues and idols that they had. So when a woman married outside her family, she would then adopt the worship of whatever gods of her that were her husband's. Now, when she, they, these girls married uh, Marlon and Killian, they embraced the God of Israel. Mm. To go back to their own families meant embracing old pagan gods, and who knows what God they would have ended up worshipping if they married somebody else. So it was more than just going back to their families. They were going to go back to a g- gods that they no longer believed in. Eventually, um, Orpah did go back, but Ruth said absolutely, categorically, no way. She was not going back. Naomi begged her to go back, didn't she? But she, she did. just wouldn't be in it. She ha- no, she said there's no way. In in fact, again, that says something about the kind of woman that Naomi was, but it also m- represents something else that this woman, Naomi, who was a representative of Israel and her God must have been a very bright, shining light, a great representative. In spite of the, the, the hardship and the loss and the grief, Naomi must have been a remarkable woman that in spite of it all, she was actually a light mm. to this Gentile woman. And, uh, and so, you know, for again, for a pagan woman to then want to embrace the, um, the God of the Jewish people, was a big deal, but it was also because of the heritage and the the backstory of the Moabite people themselves. Mm. Well, that's right. I mean, the Moabite um, race came from. Uh, you can actually find the genesis of it back in Genesis, yep. uh, Genesis nineteen, where Lot escapes from Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. and then uh, his daughters actually uh, get him drunk and basically become pregnant to him because they had no one else you know, around. It's a pretty tacky story. Well, it is. It's, it's yeah. a, a very unusual story, I guess, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Bible describes it in Genesis nineteen thirty-seven and 38. The firstborn uh, bore a son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. As for the younger, this is the daughters of Lot uh, talking about here. She also bore a son and called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the sons of Ammon to this day. Yeah, and so you've got these these children who are born to an incestuous relationship. Um, their father was their grandfather, mm. or, you know, and so then these children grow up, have their own communities, but the history shows that the Ammonites and the Moabites in particular, even more than the Ammonites, were particularly aggressive and hostile to the Israelites. They went out of their way mm. to attack them and harm them and destroy them. They were, in fact, cousins of a sort, distant cousins, but they had such hatred and animosity towards their Jewish cousins. Mm. And as you mentioned, there's a, a law that said that they the Israelites were not allowed to marry Moabite. Yeah, exactly. So when you consider that you've now got this Moabite woman who is of this this, you know, I will say detestable, but it's not the right word, but this detestable race of people. And she is now committing herself to go with her mother-in-law back to Israel. 
because Naomi says, I've got nothing to offer you and I'm going back to my own home. Maybe things will be better for me there. But And she said, no, no, I'm staying with you. And there's this beautiful verse. We've heard this many times. But the thing that gets me most about this is that Ruth was a real believer. She was a true believer in the God of Israel. She wanted nothing to do with the paganism of her own people. And listen to what she said in Ruth 1, 16 and 17. Ruth said, Don't urge me to leave you or turn back from following you, for where you go, I'll go, and where you lodge, I'll lodge. Your people shall be my people, and get this, your God, my God. Where you die, I'll die, and there I'll be buried. And thus may the Lord do to me, and worse, if anything but death parts me and you. Mm. Here she is saying that oh, may like, she's bringing curses down on herself. If she says, if if anything separates from me, then I'm cursed. Yeah. But I'm taking your God, you and your people, and I will not be separated from you. She's a true believer. Absolutely. She believed in the God of the Bible. And that's an extraordinary commitment of love and devotion. And Naomi... Again, must have been a, a fabulous ambassador for God that this woman would leave her home, her country, knowing that she was actually going to be living in poverty because they had no no man in their lives mm. to help them, no money, nothing, traveling by themselves, two women by themselves, and in going into a nation that could very well have presented a great deal of hostility and rejection towards her because she was one of these despised um, pagan Moabites, a mortal enemy of her people, and she was going to go and live there with Naomi. And it says something. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. But that even this this automatically now, just this little bit of information about the story of Ruth should be starting to make us just a little bit aware of some parallels of this the the Jewish woman in in um, exile, broken, hurting, and yet welcoming in and being joined with a Gentile who's now going to go back to the Jewish people believing in the God of Israel. So that's just the start Mm. of some parallels. A bit of a taste of what's to come, and we'll pick up this historical account in the next program with Naomi the Jewess and Ruth the Gentile next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.